Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Everybody to the Hockey Think Tank podcast brought to you by the HockeyThinkTank.com, a website for all players, parents, and coaches to go to get a little bit of education and a little bit of inspiration regarding the greatest game on the planet. What an episode we have for you guys here today. He is the founder of Athletics Testing. He's from the Czech Republic. It's Robert Novotny. Coming on the podcast, and this was a fun conversation uh, where we can pick up some cool little things and from the development world and uh, some testing type stuff that can help you get a little bit better. So before we do get over to Robert, though, let's bring on the talent of the podcast, the one Jehu Jeffrey Lavecchio. What's up, dude? I I can't hear what you're doing right now. Oh, you can't hear that? No, I can't hear that. It's the Victors. It's the University of Michigan marching band. I was trying uh, to be cool because you guys won the Big Ten. We Not did. a big deal. We Congrats, did. brother. Congrats. Year one, you and Nar, freaking Big Ten champions. I love to see it. I love it was, to see it. How did it feel? It was unreal, man. Like, it was really, really cool. I mean, like, you know how it is. Like, this year has been a blur, you yeah, know, just yeah. moving up here. Nar, first year coach. Um, you know, we had, uh, just the, so many ups and downs on the ice, off the ice uh, as a team. We had, you know, the kid that got really sick earlier in the year, um, and just battling through a lot of that stuff and, uh, to, to kind of fight through a lot of that and, and peak, um, you know, to, to win the big 10, which is the conference has been an absolute monster this year. Um, an absolute monster and Minnesota's really good. <laughs> They're yeah. really How good. about that freaking goal? Which one? The dangle. Like, like, yeah, we're not going to talk about in, that. Out. Yeah, catches yeah, it, yeah, catches yeah. it off his skate. But I'm not even talking about your guy. I'm just talking about that. Like, that, that was one of the, probably the coolest goals I've ever seen. Like, yeah. that was a nasty goal. Well, um, we're not yeah, going to talk about that. But. Yeah, okay. All right, all right, all <laughs> Let's talk about the good stuff. that happened. <laughs> um, no, it was really cool. I mean, Minnesota was really good. It was a packed house. It was so loud. Yeah. And uh, it was crazy, man. Like, they scored first. Then we scored a couple. They tied it. They went up 3-2 in the third period. And our guys, like, they never quit. And we scored to tie it up. We we got 4-3. to three And, and um yeah, they just there was just no quit in our in our team, and the resilience they've showed all year has been really really cool. And obviously, like it's the University of Michigan, right? So we all grew up, and it, there's like this mystique to it, you know. It's yeah. you know all the guys that have come through here that have gone on to play in the NHL and the national championships and 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 things like that. But at the end of the day, like culture wins, and like we have such good leadership. Um, just our our, our camaraderie as a, as a group is, is really, really good. 
Um, and it's why you win, you know, it's why you win. It's why you don't give up when you go down to the third period. It, you just come together and it was really cool to see a group of kids that really care about each other come together and, and accomplish a pretty big goal. And, um, NCAA tournament starts next week. So we're, the job's not done and, and, um, yeah, looking forward to looking forward to another couple of weeks of hockey here. Oh, cool. Wasn't it at Minnesota? where you guys had to play a game down a bunch of players too. That was, well, it was against Minnesota, but it was okay, at yeah. home. Oh, okay. But it was against Minnesota. So, yeah, so like, that's when one of the kids on our team got really sick and he was put in the ICU and right. uh, it was right. scary, really, really scary situation. We had a lot of guys out, um, you know, but yeah, it's just uh, like, well, it's just that, tur- that turn of, of the cards, you know, it's, it's so cool to just hear like and see those stories and like, yeah, you guys lost. Yeah. You guys had to play it down a bunch of guys and that sucks, but it built that resiliency. You, I remember you coming on and I don't know if you talked about on the podcast or if it was when you and I were just talking privately and you were saying you were so proud of the guys for how they showed up with that type of situation. And, and that, that tough time that you went through and you lost to Minnesota to then beat them, you know, later when it really, really matters. It's just, it's just such a good metaphor and example for everybody listening. You know, you, you can't change the past, but you can change tomorrow. You know, you can change how you wake up, how you show up today. And it's massively important. If you lost yesterday, that doesn't mean you're going to lose tomorrow. And it's just keep getting better all the time. And I love always seeing examples like that. So I just think that's so cool for you guys. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a process for sure, but we got, it's about people, you know, and, and we got really good people within our program, um, from the kids all the way through the staff and the coaches the administrators and stuff like, um, got a lot of people pulling on the same rope and, and that's a fun thing to be a part of. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, we got a tough game Colgate coming up, which is a team that was a bit of a rival of ours at, at Cornell when I was playing and coaching there. So it's kind of crazy to be like, um, playing against them. However, like we were very, 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 very close to actually playing Cornell in the first round. No way. Yeah. 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 Staz's text would have been way spicier than (laughs) (laughs) what's up Staz. But like, uh, so we, we jumped Denver in the pairwise by like the thinnest of margins, um, after beating Minnesota. And so we were the three seed instead of the four seed. And if we were the four seed, um, overall we would have played Cornell as the 13th seed. Yeah. Or probably wow. would have played Cornell as the 14th as the 13th seed. So it's like, yeah, it's just nuts. Wow. That is, that is coconuts. <laughs> coconuts. Um, anyway, so, uh, enough about that, but yeah, thank you. That was, uh, that was a fun, it was fun. And, and, and again, like being Minnesota, they were number one, number one in the country. Uh, they got the number one seed going in the tournament, like really well coached team. They got some really good players and, and it was just a really fun game to be a part of. I might not have said that if we lost, but probably still would have said it, but <laughs> yeah, just nowhere near as fun. Yeah, they, uh, they got a good thing going on there and did a great job. So, um, but yeah, so Robert on this podcast, this was, uh, this was a really interesting one and I love having people on that can provide value to our listeners. And, and obviously what he said in our podcast can provide value. Um, but this company that he has where he does uh, a bunch of different testing and I know he did it with you in St. Louis, um, it could potentially bring a lot of value to like youth organizations and, and the people that listen here. So, um, you know, fun to have him on. Seems like a 
really down to earth, good dude, just a hardworking blue collar guy, started his own company at like 18. Yeah. <laughs> college college dropout. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we obviously have a lot of respect for that. And um, so yeah, really cool. Really cool episode. Yeah, he's great, dude. You guys are gonna love this. And to all the coaches and uh, you know, team organizers and team managers and people in positions where you're making decisions, I think you guys are gonna like what this guy can offer your organization um from a developmental standpoint and having some checks and balances so uh you know listen in and, and check out athletics I, I really do believe in them and they're he's a really good dude yeah yeah for sure so before we get over to robert let's uh thank a few people first wait, time out time out oh, oh wait you had some news that's I, right i jumped the gun you had some cool stuff going on here too Jump the gun. You're slightly premature, Tove, but used to it now. So, guys, I just wanted to pump the tires of one of my clients, uh, Hunter McCowan, who's a captain at Colorado uh, uh, College this year. He just signed in the NHL with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Pretty insanely exciting. I think he's going to play his first NHL game on Thursday. So this will be coming out Monday, a few days after. So hopefully lights and lamp. Hopefully plays, hopefully just, you know, goes out there and, and enjoys every second of it. This kid's one of my favorites. Only worked with him for maybe three, three off seasons now. And he kind of bounces back and forth between St. Louis and, and Detroit working with uh, Brian Gallivan, who we'd had on the podcast, who's one of the best strength coaches, you know, in the world for hockey players and, and his team, if not the best, honestly, um, they're amazing. So it's pretty cool that I get to kind of, you know, work, work with a guy who's working with, you know, one of my best friends and a mentor to me as well. So really exciting for him. He's earned this. He's 100% earned this. Like no doubt in my mind, this kid is obsessed with hockey, eats, sleeps and breathes hockey. He would have been besties with Chub Club Toaf. You guys will find out what that little ditty means in about five minutes. Uh, I think it was towards the end of the episode. All right. Maybe, maybe 35 minutes. Chub Club Toaf coming your way. There you go. Um, so anyway, so so we have some people to thank. First of all, I'd like to thank the Chub Club um, for sponsoring this episode. And uh, you can go to thehockeythinktank.com and uh, look up Chub Club. Yeah, if, you go, if you went to chubclub.com, that might be a bad website. Actually, you don't want to yeah. check that. I thought you were going to say that. I was like, ooh, that's probably not one that's, I that's probably a real website. <laughs> 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 I know after we get off, you're going to check that. Oh, no chance. Oh, anyway, so um, good companies that we uh, like to support. Uh, start with Gelsticks, GLSTX.com. Go there and get a discount on a weighted training stick by entering the coupon code Think Tank One Word. And so, uh, yeah, it's great stuff. They get weighted training sticks that you can use in your garage. You can use it um, on the. Oh, Steph has showed us there is a Chub Club clothing brand actually oh, on Instagram. It's not what I thought it was going to be, though. I won't lie. I thought it was going to yeah, be a lot G-rated. worse. G rated. It looks G rated. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what else starts with a G? Gel sticks. G E L S T X dot com. So, hey, you like that transition? Fancy. Uh, so go there and uh, get a discount. Think tank one word. Weight train sticks. Go, Jeff. Very professional transition. I'm just going to, I think this makes it unprofessional for the rest of the podcast, but your professionalism was on point. So I'm going to go now. And I want to thank Train Heroic. This is where I have all of my off season online training programs. Guys, I have already a lot of hockey players and organizations around the world signed up. Whenever you finish your season, I always like to say, take a 
a week, 10 days, two weeks off, get out of the gym, get out of the rink, go play other sports with your friends, play other sports, you know, be a kid or, or just like get away, you know, seven days to 14 days. When you come back, if you're looking for legitimate training, that is hilariously cheap. Um, it's what I do in the gym with my guys, almost identical. Uh, so off season prep phase is already out for purchase. Like I said, I have probably a couple hundred athletes who've already purchased it using it. And, uh, it's four workouts a week, uh, three active recovery days. And I also had one of my buddies, uh, Connor Chatham, who is a former NHL draft pick to the New Jersey devils. Uh, put together some simple at home stick handling and shooting progression drills that'll go on throughout the off season. So those are built into the app also, and that's free. So anybody who's looking to get in the best shape they've ever had, they've ever been in for hockey, not just to lift weights in the gym, but for hockey, the strongest you've ever been, the fastest, the most agile, most coordinated. I promise you guys, there's a reason that schools like Alaska Fairbanks division one had me train their players last off season. They had a pretty almost made the tournament, almost made the the last team out. And the boys, I just got a text today from a bunch of the boys saying they absolutely love the training and they want to do it again this summer. So pretty cool. Division three, Lawrence University. I trained them all this season, multiple other junior, uh, a couple college teams like guys, I do this because I learned at a young age that there's a better and a smarter way to train. And I'm just trying to put that out there uh, for everybody. So thank you to train heroic for allowing me to do that with my guys in my gym and any player around the world who wants to get in the best shape they can or teams or orgs. What's up? Hit me up. I also want to thank your nutrition CBD company. I'm with uh, obviously keeps my fried, fried scrambled eggs of a brain, uh, somewhat healthy. I, I absolutely love what they do for me. All jokes aside, the clarity and the uh, mental energy that I get when I am consistently taking CBD, uh, two times a day is unbelievable. So I have a discount with them. It's GMBM at curednutrition.com. Thank you guys. Seriously. This rant probably would have been 40 minutes longer if I wasn't taking the CBD. <laughs> And thank you to icehockeysystems.com. Uh, just an unbelievable resource for anybody that's looking to get a little bit more information, get a little bit better as a coach. Um, we have partnered with them to do an associations platform where you can get this for every single coach within your organization. Uh, it's an absolute no brainer. Um, not only do you get thousands of drills, whiteboard explanations on systems and different types of drills and skill set stuffs, skill set stuffs, skill set mm-hmm. stuff. Go with it, go with it, go with it. <laughs> Um, you need some CBD from cured nutrition Topher. You need some sleep. Actually, that's probably, probably more like it, but, um, you can get this for every coach within your organization and every parent within your organization, because they have access to the hockey think tank parent survival guide. And so it's a win, win, win. If you have seen the office, you probably just had a little chuckle. It's not win. It's not win, win. It's win, win, win. And uh, so go to isakisystems.com, look up the associations tab, get it for your organization today. Uh, just an unbelievably value, valuable uh, resource. And uh, last but not least, thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody who continues to listen and support our podcast. We so appreciate you guys and and all you bring to us uh, with all of the feedback, all of the DMs, all of the emails. Um, we absolutely love to hear from you. Uh, if you can for us, shoot us a rating, shoot us a review, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're getting your podcast today. It just helps us uh, get even further reach um, and we can help more people out in the hockey world. And uh, that is our goal. 
we want to create positive change and uh, thank you guys so much for, for all you do for us. And I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. So without further ado, here we go with Robert Novotny. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We are so excited to have on this episode of the podcast, he founded the company Athletics. It's a testing company. We're really excited to have him on. Robert Novotny, how are you doing today, man? Thank you for having me. I'm doing, I'm doing well. How are you? I am good. And uh, you are just a savage, as Jeff just said, off the air. Starting this company, how old were you when you started this company? You were 22? Uh, I think, no, no, oh, I think younger. I was, yeah, younger, 20, between 20 and 21, yeah. 20 and 21, and a 24 years old now, and just an entrepreneurial spirit, and uh, hockey player turned performance coach, turned now business owner, and uh, so we're really excited to, to have you on to kind of talk about your journey and talk about the cool things that you're doing in the hockey world as well, um, but before we do that, we'd like to take it way back and and uh talk to all the people that we have on here about how you fell in love with this great game of hockey so you're from the czech republic which is uh not a big country but uh pretty prideful about the the hockey that you guys have there so uh, if you can just tell us a little bit of how you fell in love with the game out there yeah definitely uh i mean growing up i was playing multiple sports it was for me it was mainly hockey and tennis but uh you know sport in czech republic which Many people don't realize uh, and and Czech people take it for granted sometimes is that it's really affordable. So you're you're able to play a lot of sports and and but hockey and tennis was only always the first two choices for me. So I played till high school, uh, but then got kind of into the, you know, intersection where I didn't really want to bet all my uh, everything I have on hockey and. I have started coaching pretty early uh, in my local club and then started my off-ice coaching business because I just saw uh, that it's, a lot of stuff can be done better, you know? So I started the off-ice coaching business and then did some on-ice development as well. And yeah, just uh, kept improving and, and traveling the world. And that's how the idea about, you know, I saw that on the very elite level, uh, the athletes and clubs and organizations are working with, they're testing their athletes, they're tracking their performance. And I realized, you know, working in player development, I realized this needs to be accessible to the bottom 95% of athletes, you know, the young athletes. And, and I saw that there are not many solutions available out there, whether it's Europe or, or the US. And I uh, was very fortunate to, you know, get this idea together with my business partner, Jan Raymond, and started it in Europe, expanded to, uh, the United States April of last year and, you know, going on and getting some good traction there. That's awesome, man. I think, um, a lot of people who get into things and, and especially when they like start new things, it's, it's kind of what you said. I saw what was happening and I knew I could do it better. Uh, or I knew that there was a better way. Right. So in, in your experience of, of being in hockey over there, like, what do you think could have been better? And then what was your kind of like solution to, to make things better? 
Yeah, that's a good question. And I think it's it's all about just not sticking to traditions, being open to new ideas, right? So in Czech Republic, you can see and hear so often, like, why would we change something? Because we've done this for 20 years. And I guess, you know, you hear it in the US as well. You have some. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what I that's what I. <laughs> but what you I think, really right? you really hear that as far as like off ice training in all of Europe, man, like like nowhere I've ever seen in the US. Are they like just like stuck in their dogmatic approach? Like the, it's a lot of places in Europe, in my opinion, are so far behind in the way that they lift weights and, and just off ice train. They love long distance running like all the time, all the time. Like there's so many things that don't make sense for hockey players, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I used to. So I, I told you I started as an off ice coach and, and I used to hate uh, off season. Because it was just, as you said, Max, it was just running. You know, we we're just running. And, and there was some mental aspect to it. Like, how far can you actually push yourself? But from the physical perspective or, like, player development perspective, it made no sense. So I think I think it's all about just, for me, it was traveling. It was going to different countries and meeting people and, and just looking around and listening and observing what's going on. And then just figuring out how it can be applied to to where I work and 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 the athletes I work with step by step, right? You're not gonna take everything and apply it, you know, all at once, but step by step, adding this stuff. So I think it's all about not being stuck somewhere, and and you know, it's everywhere in the world. I just saw in Europe, it's so often that uh, you know coaches just you know, get stuck in some traditional way of doing things. And it, I didn't, I didn't do that. And you run into challenges and struggles because it's a lot of explaining why, why this is important. You know, you need to, I think with athletics, what we're doing is it's, it's really innovative and we're getting great, great traction in Czech Republic, which makes me happy because we're able to break these, these initial barriers that we saw is that old school mindset and step-by-step step, we're breaking this, getting more teams on board. And I think that goal is to really be patient and focusing on educating your market and educating the people you work with. How did you like create that buy-in from those people? Because a lot of times like to have new ideas, an idea is just an idea unless you can get people to believe in it. Right. And so like, what were some of the things that you had to do to really like um, change the minds of some of these old school people who, because man, like we've talked about on the pod, like the biggest thing that gets Jeff and I is people who say, well, we've always done it this way, <laughs> you know? And so like how, what was your process like in trying to get people to buy in to change? Because that's a difficult thing to do in any walk of life. People love comfort zone. People love comfortability. It, it, it's, uh, easy you know it's it's comfortable um it, it doesn't rock the boat and so w what were some of the things that you had to do to really like um get your product to be something that people wanted to see some change with yeah that's a great question and i think i think i'm gonna have two answers for you first one is and i will i think bags can just confirm that is who are your early adopters who are your who are the people that can really buy in into your ideas at the beginning? Because that's where you can build the awareness. You know, you can build the awareness with your early adopters. But another thing that was specifically for Czech Republic crucial for us is developing just being flexible. So not just sticking to one business model 
and trying to push it as hard as we can. But it was about trying, learning, adapting, trying, learning, adapting. And we realized like people really liked the idea. And then it was about execution. And, and we have something that we call open testing. And, and Jeff, you know it really well. And it's all about you can come to one of our events and you can, as an athlete, you can participate for free. You can get the value. You can get all the guidance from us. And if you want to open your analyzed results, you can do that. And, you know, it's your choice. That's us providing value first. And it's us believing in the product and believing in what we do enough that we say, we're going to take the risk of, you know, losing money on that event. And we're doing that. And I'm telling you right now, in the last 10 open testing events, we haven't lost money. We made money. And it's all about, you know, going out there, providing value first. And I know in coaching business, and one of my good friends is, uh, you know, the, the Czech national team strength coach, Dominic Cogress, and he became my really good, really good friend. And I, I introduced you guys, Vax, and, and he said, well, in the beginning, we coached athletes for free because we just wanted to provide value first. So I think I think that's that's the most important component that we that we realized. I love that man. So tough. So they came to my gym. Probably what was that? I don't even three weeks ago, four weeks ago, dude. I don't even know. Everything blurs into one sometimes. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was a couple weeks ago. He was in the gym. Stopped in St. Louis. He did a two day testing battery, and they sold out the spots in like 25, 30 minutes. Like he texted me back. He's like, "Hey man, the spots are all gone." And I was like, "Oh my god, that's so awesome!" And it's really cool because what happens is a client, a kid, you know, from wherever they come into the gym or wherever they're setting the testing up. And uh, they set up their time. So they come right at their time. They put them through the, the litany of tests. Right. And then when they're done, if the player wants, so they do that for free, they put them through these tests and they get to like kind of see other players going through them as well. And um, they're coaching them through them and you can see them getting better each kind of rep they do as well. Uh, and then when they're done, it's you don't have to pay to see your results or you don't have to see your results, but if you want to see your results, you pay for the results. And when you pay for the results, they also go to your elite prospects profile page, which is like so ridiculously cool that they partnered athletics partnered with elite prospects. So, and you've also, you know, am I allowed to say this? We could cut this out, but is it, are you allowed to say you partnered with USA hockey? Yeah. Yeah. We were official USA hockey partner. Okay. They're, they're like, it's massive. They're officially a partner of, of USA hockey and elite prospects. So I think one of the goals is to have as many USA hockey player registered, registered players um, go through this testing battery. So we can see across the States, you know, where different players are in their developmental process. And that'll be tracked on their own elite prospects profile page every six months or every year that these players go through that it's it's like it's really really cool and also from another standpoint for scouts now it's another thing that they can go you know they're always searching elite prospects all the time seeing what you did you know recently whatever and now there's more information on a player's elite prospects profile page to help them sell themselves as well so i just think it's really cool and obviously if i'd have been doing this you know when i was younger and i had my results of my elite pro prospects profile and I was number one in every single category possible, especially probably like hotness, then I like the scouts would have seen it, you know, like there's no way they could have dogged me then. Right. 
Robert, Robert, do you have uh, a test for hotness? Is that, is that something you uh, guys do? Or? Not, not, not yet, but, you know, I told you we want to expand, you know, our, our reach. So maybe we can add that, man. All right. All Mer- right. Merman, dad. Mer- I no, but, Merman, but it's, dad. It, it's, it's what you said, Max. It's also like the perspective that we're approaching this is what would I want when I was growing up playing hockey? What would I want to have available to me? You know, what would be the, what would be the tool? that I would really enjoy having available to me. And I think, you know, if I was, you know, if I was starting again, my hockey journey and I was 12, 14, 16, and I could just do this and track my performance and then use that with someone like UVAX uh, with such a, you know, comprehensive training programs and everything works together in harmony. That's something I would like. And it's just so cool that it's, you can track it, you know, whether your organization signs up for every six month tests or three months or yearly, you know, year by year, you can see like what's working, what's not, you know, and then you can reverse engineer kind of all like, I'm not getting better in this area. So obviously our, our organization, we're noticing that every player is not good in this area. So that's something our whole organization now we can start focusing on. Right. And I think that from a developmental process, that's that's a really, really cool piece. And why I think it's it's only going to grow, you know, it's pretty cool. Well, it's interesting. I like I, I see your product and hear about your product. And two things for me come to mind. One is development and and two is kind of like what you're talking about. Vex is accountability for the coaches. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so from a development standpoint, I think it's really cool because um, I, I've never been around so much data as this year, director of hockey ops at Michigan. And, um, like not a, not a big deal, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like NARS huge on analytics and numbers and data to, to tell stories and, and to, to track things and how we do it in certain areas and especially for specific players individually. And, and I see this from like a youth hockey standpoint too, with what you're doing and development, like if you have data it almost helps you get motivated because you're seeing yourself get better as a kid. You know, so if like you test, you know, uh, in July or, or let's say right now, like let's say your season's over and you test in, in April and you know, what's one of the most popular tests that you do that a lot of kids get excited about, Robert? I would say, I would say the cognitive test. That's really interesting is that because it's really related to your hockey IQ, not like, I so, can't say I can say it's one to one, but it's related to how. So talk about so, the cognitive test then. Like, what is it? What is, like what is it that gets them so excited about it? So I, I think it's just fun. You know, that's another aspect that we're trying to do. And and you said you know there's people that are not really analytically driven, and we want to make this fun and engaging. And this test is fun and engaging. It's reacting to different colors as fast as you can. You know, uh, it's all about quick reaction, remembering the color pattern, and then reacting, and you know, it's, it's all about, you know, it's about having fun. It's about making stuff. Also the, the, the analysis is really important because if you go to a lab and on a university, you get tested, you get, you know, so many sheets of, of deep, deep data, like what value does it actually provide? But if we do that science on the background and then we try, we really, you know, provide these profiles of strengths and weaknesses and different scores. So my body composition is from 80 out of 100. My speed is on 60 out of 100. My cognitive skills are on 20 out of, oh, I really need to work on my cognitive skills more. So it's all about kind of taking that data and transforming that into information that is 
applicable and easy to understand, but also doing that process, what you asked about doing that process, engaging. Yeah, totally. For the cognitive test, I think that kids really like it too, because you do it once and like, you're like, I know I could do better at that. And how many tries do you get for the cognitive test, Robert? Three, five? So all the, all the testing, you get two. So all the two. testing, you get two attempts and we always count the better one because, you know, you're just getting familiar with the test. So like, you know, I, when they had had it in my gym, like a year and a half ago or a year ago, the first time we were kind of just test running it. So I grabbed like five or six of my guys to go through it and they were all around the cognitive test. And we just stayed on that station for like 10 minutes, all battling each other. Cause the battle against your own score and like how fast you're going and then also everybody else. So that's why the guys love that one. So that like that taking things full circle, that kind of gets back to my point of what I was saying from a development standpoint, like you can actually see yourself get better. And a lot of people quit or, you know, they kind of don't put as much effort into things when they can't actually see tangible results of getting better. And then once you, but when you do like, just imagine you're doing this thing and then you get a, a, a personal best. And then you work harder to get another personal best and then get work harder. To, like, you know, Vex and Robert too, like in the gym, when somebody gets a PB, it's a big day. Like everybody, if, if you've ever been a part of a team where you're doing testing and stuff like that, and somebody like for us, you know, as meets, when we were playing college hockey, somebody got a, you know, their bench personal best or somebody got their squat personal test or, uh, you know, a speed drill or whatever it is. Like the boys, the boys go nuts. Boys are buzzing. Boys boys are buzzing. Right. So, you know, just to like, and especially for little kids and I can see myself with an addictive personality doing this cognitive test and like doing it every minute of every day, trying to get a high score, you know, like I could do I it. Just, I, could do it. <laughs> I would just, I would just love to uh, show you the video of Max actually doing it and being just, <laughs> do you remember it? Yeah. You remember the video? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we'll have to get uh, that. I was, I was rattled cause I was sucking at first and then, and then I picked it up towards the end. Yeah. It That's awesome. Like, but data, like, like, go ahead. What? It was like cognitive. This guy doesn't even have any cogs left. <laughs> this, guy, this guy's not, he doesn't have the cog or the nitive. <laughs> <laughs> nitive. Um, yeah. But like, you know how, like, it, it's just really cool to be when you have data, when you have something tangibly to work towards, it's like a goal, right? It's a goal that you want to beat. And then you just, you know, you keep working towards it, keep working towards it. And then the other thing I was saying earlier about accountability, like that, I think is a real thing too, because Hey, at the end of the day, we got a lot of parents that listen to this podcast and hockey's not an inexpensive sport. Hockey's an expensive sport and you want to get like, you want your kid, you're paying a lot of money. You want them to get better, you know? So if like you test them in August and then you test them again in like January on like a speed drill or something, I mean, we can get into kind of some of the other stuff that, that you guys test for and like, they've gotten worse. It's kind of like, Hmm. Ah. Uh, maybe we could be looking at the coaches and and they, maybe they could be doing something a little bit better. And, and maybe the coaches would actually like that because they want, they maybe then they have to change and to do things a little bit better to what we were talking about earlier. Um, but yeah, I, I just, there's there maybe a little accountability to that for some hockey directors out there. Like, <laughs> Truth. You know, yeah, you're, you're, you're totally together. right. And, and <laughs> we work with some professional organizations and, and professional teams in Europe and, and the perspective there is also like you wouldn't believe some numbers on in professional hockey. I'm gonna I can't say names. I don't want to say names. And and you know, uh, but 
if you're going and you're testing a pro athlete with 20 to 25 percent body fat like and you're investing so much money into that athlete in your team like you know that's probably not correct you know like you might be a good hockey player but is it like on a pro level like 25 percent body fat is not okay no definitely not <laughs> definitely not <laughs> on any level I remember like, I worked at an ice cream shop the uh, the year before I went to Cornell as a freshman. Um, you did? Yeah, Maggie Moose. Do you remember that store? Maggie Moose on oh, ice cream yeah, place? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And so uh, every once in a while, like, you know, you're making ice cream. Maybe it's, you know, not a lot of people coming in that day or something like that. You got the little tester spoons and you're like, oh, okay, well, we'll try this one. This one looks good. <laughs> and I, I got to Cornell and uh, yeah, they did the body comp and I was on the bike at uh, 8 a.m. For what was your body fat? Uh, I think it was like 12 or 13. Yeah, so not bad. Not, not, Maybe not. not I, I don't even think it was that. I think it was like and 11. And, and we even had to get 10. And even honestly, like teams are starting to wake up a little bit. Most of them, like, dude, when I, when I was a sophomore or a junior, this is with calipers. Uh, I, I got down to like four and a half. Like, that's insane. And it's not healthy. And there's a reason I was getting sick that year, you know? Like, yeah. like, it used to be like every NHL team was like, you got to be below 10. And now a lot of them are like, yeah, we'd rather you like eight to 13, eight to 12, eight to 14, you know, somewhere sitting in there. So today's world, you would have been fine. But back then, yeah, if you were over 10, you were, you were in the chub club, baby. Uh, oh yeah. I was in the, uh, the morning how long, club. How long were you chub clubbing it? I think it was for like a month. Month in the chub club. I just want to keep oh. saying chub club. It's <laughs> <laughs> a hilarious name. I loved it uh okay sure yeah i was in the chub club <laughs> chub club chub only club. a month though <laughs> only a month that's right well, well done um but anyway so like um one of the questions i have for you robert is you know just in talking beforehand uh you said that your tests and and a lot of the things that you do are very sports specific um specific to hockey so if you can just like talk a little bit about what your tests are and and how they're kind of specific to uh to the game yeah. So, yeah, our goal is really to get as close as possible to what's going on the ice, you know, and what is really important for for that sport. And I, I told you we're, we're in hockey now, but we're just fine tuning the blueprint and we want to apply it to all the different sports and all the different markets. And in hockey, it's uh, we're, we're testing off and on the ice. Uh, the off ice battery is a complex set of tests uh, that are specific for hockey. From body composition, we're testing passive recovery of a player, cognitive skills, range of motion, you know, speed, lower body, upper body power, uh, all of that in movements that are specific for hockey, you know, lateral movements and all of that. So on ice is focused on skating. So that's uh, that's being performed on the ice, different skating patterns, different techniques to really break down objectively uh, the skating performance. That's really cool. That's really cool. And, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, I'm sure it's come a long way from like when we would go to camps and get tested, <laughs> a lot of the things that we oh used to do that have nothing no to stop do with watch. No stopwatch for sure. <laughs> <laughs> there, you go. Okay. There, is, there is, we, we, our approach is really like eliminating human error, like really relying on the available technology because the objective component is super important and the standardization of it is super important. You know, I, I, in the beginning, uh, and you want to compare, and that's what you said, like, you want to compare to pro athletes, you want to compare to, you know, your peers and all of that. And if the testing is not standardized, then it's not, it's, it's not correct. You can't compare that data. And I was looking in, you know, for example, in Czech Republic, 
different teams, tests like BroJump, you know, everybody was measuring it in a different way. Someone from heels, someone from toes, someone had to keep stability during the landing, someone didn't. And then you can't compare that data. So we want to make sure that there is, you know, ideally no human error involved in our testing protocols. And also that our team is trained to wherever you are, whether it's in part of the Czech Republic where I'm from or in St. Louis, that the standards are kept and that that's fully valid and comparable data. That's cool. I always, I also think there's like a really neat, uh, like you're, you're, if you're targeting youth organizations, let's say, um, like I would want, if I was like a 12 year old and like, let's say I was a 12 year old AAA hockey player, I would want to know what the top 12 year old AAA hockey player, what their scores are. Yeah. And, that's what we do now. That's, that's what we were able to do. That's database, really cool. Yeah. And, the database is really, really di- like diverse now. And now, you know, us, the tested players, you can see this is a, these are average scores. So I said that we're developing these scores and these are average scores for a triple A under 18 player for under 16 player, triple A under 14. So it's also, where am I now? But it's also, what is my next step? You know, I'm a triple A player and I want to get to USHL and I want to success and I want to, and I want to have success in USHL. So where do I need to be? You know, where do I need to be in order, like physically? And I always say that, and it's super important to remind that it's not going to tell you everything, but it's going to tell you a piece of important information to help you make that step of becoming a better hockey player. Yeah, that's really awesome. So it's so cool, man. And like, think about you and I, Toph. We're both extremely competitive. We always have been oh, yeah. in, in, a, in a good way, you know, like used it to drive us to work harder. You know, we talk about, you know, things that have happened to us or injuries or whatever, and, you know, always just finding ways to push ourselves to be better when we were younger. If we would have had that data and been like, wait a minute, the kids on Honey Baked are, are, are here and I'm here like, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's chase it. You know, that would have been so sick. Cause I mean, we wound up being better than most of those guys, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you say that about Honey Baked because like. You know, I always wanted to be better than TJ Hensick. Uh, dude, like all the, all, Josh was, Skiba. Remember Josh yeah, Skiba? He was yeah, like the number sure. two on that team. But like Hensick, it's funny now because he's a Michigan grad and I see him at the rink every now and then he comes to the games and stuff. And like, I just remember like he was, he was the guy and I, I had to guy. be better than the guy. I wanted so badly to be better than the guy. He was the guy. And um, I think he put up over 200 points in college. Dude. And like made and they the were, NHL at five foot nine. He was they so were, nasty. There, two those two hundred points, probably a hundred and ninety seven of them against us at Western. <laughs> I, I that I think we lost to him one game at Western, my sophomore year, like six four, and I'm ninety nine percent sure he had six points. Yeah, like, and you were dude, minus five. <laughs> probably, dude. He was <laughs> that guy was so good at hockey. It was he was fun to watch, man. He was oh my god, like unbelievable. So but think about like. Um, the only quote unquote data we had back then. And we did, we actually, you know, we didn't have any data. Like, yeah, I, I was thinking points, right? Like if you go to a right, tournament right. and there's a tournament website and they're tracking points, it was like literally the only thing that you can compare themselves. Now I will say you should be careful about comparing yourself to other people. You got to compare yourself to yourself and how much you get better. Um, but at the end of the day, the competitive aspect like that, like if I was 14 years old and we were band of majors and the the rivalry was CYA and Honey Baked, and I knew what TJ Hensick's score was. 
Yeah. You better believe that I would be in the basement doing everything I can to, to, to beat his scores. You know what I mean? So I just like that, that, that competitive at a hundred percent, man, like that's a huge piece of it. If you're able to like scale this, man, like Robert scale this with yeah. a lot of different youth organizations, like that would be so cool. So cool. You probably wouldn't have went to college in, in the Chubb club, you know, because you'd have been comparing your data. <laughs> Very true. true. <laughs> Wow. No, wow. it's 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 really true. And and it's also in the locker room. You know, you have, you know, even in the locker room, I know some of my teammates where the, the guys I wanted to beat, right? And you get tested in your team and you can you can compare to each other. And also another motivational aspect that that we see often that coaches like a lot is, you know, sometimes you have conversation with a player or with a parent, depends really on the age. Is like, are am I are you quick enough? Are you are you fit enough? You know, and, and those are a lot of the times subjective information you know players like of course i'm fit you know i'm working out and the coach is like no you're not well two plus two will always be four and you have it right here in front of you and it can improve those conversations about you know where you actually are and can put that objective component into that conversation i love that but i have heard recently that two plus two might not equal four i don't know what the hell that's about the world has gone upside down but yes i get what well, you're saying well if, that, if that's the reality then i think like our business is just gone i think every business is gone if that <laughs> stuff starts to happen yeah <laughs> oh man so robert um you know with this testing company that you have here like what's the mission What's the mission behind what you're doing? What do you want to change in the world? What What's your goal? How are you going to help people? Like what's, what gets you up in the morning? And, and, you know, you talked about change at the beginning of the podcast. Like, how do you feel like you can change, you know, the, the marketplace that you're in and what are you trying to do? Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. And, and I think the vision, the mission that we have is all about, you know, helping athletes regardless of their level or budget or you know background it's all about taking that elite concept and making it affordable and accessible for for athletes of all levels and it's it's amazing to see because we're working with you know some of the coaches that work you know with NHL player just like Jeff or or guys in Czech Republic Germany and it brings value to them and they can still see their strengths and weaknesses but then we go to a second uh, or third German league junior program, and we go and test them, and it still brings them the same value. And and that's that's really the mission and the vision behind it that me and my business partner had from the very beginning was we want we don't want to make this exclusive. We don't make this inclusive. We don't make this for everyone. And you know st- we're going to start with hockey, and we're going to develop that to all the other sports. You know, and uh, we're trying to just reach that sweet point of bringing a really, really good quality and then putting it at an affordable price. And I think, I think we're doing that. And, and the recent successes in, in different countries are, are proving that. So if a, if an organization or a team is wanting to bring you in to do this, how, how do they go about that? So basically it will be contacting us through you know whether it's website or, or instagram and, and getting in touch with our team and and then that information goes to our regional managers whether it's in us or 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 europe and that's about then it's about presenting the available models and choosing what is the best fit for for the organization and obviously to make this work that's why we target teams and and clubs is because 
in order to get to a good price, we need to test multiple athletes in order to get our testing unit to drive to certain locations, set up the testing combine. We need bigger groups and the bigger, the better. And that's why we focus on, on teams and organizations. Smart. Love it. Really cool. So where can people find you? How can they find you? Do you got a website? Um, like what's the best place to get you? Yeah, definitely website, athleticstesting.com. And uh, can you athletics. spell that? Because I, I see your shirt and it might not be. Oh, yeah, it's, it's right there, but it's eight. And you have the you have the accent. <laughs> I, do I? Is it big? No, do not at all. Accent? No, not at all. <laughs> no, it's A-T-H-L-E-T-I-X-Testing.com. Perfect. I For anybody sure who still couldn't understand that, that was A T H L E T I X testing.com. And for everybody who couldn't understand Vex, because it's Vex, it's A T H L I T X or L E. Oh my God. Now nobody's going to get there. Nobody's going to get it. Athletics testing.com. You can also search them on my Instagram. Not a big deal. If you're not following me, do it. And uh, blue check mark. And you'll see uh, posted about athletics before. And Robert, they're, they're doing really, really cool things. It's, uh, I'm really excited to see this thing blow up, dude. It's going to be very helpful to so many different levels of hockey players. Even, you know, it'd be really cool. Honestly, you know, they do like uh, men's league champion, like nationals. They do like a men's league nationals. I bet if you went there and like some guys signed up, it'd be pretty cool to see what some of those guys, where they're at, you know, that, and then like, let's say 10 years down the road. Now you got some guys that played college or, or juniors or pro and they tested when they were doing that. And then they're playing in like the men's league nationals and they test again to kind of see the difference from when they were like really, really crushing it to, to playing in the beer leagues. That would be, maybe I'm the only one who would want to see that data, but I think that'd be cool. <laughs> no, it's like, you can, you can switch that to entertainment as well. Right. You can yeah. like, I think, I think some of the adult league players would just love to do something like an all-star skills competition, you know? So yeah, it, it's definitely, it's, it's definitely an idea that we had before and, and we'll see like now we're development focused and, and like player development focused, but uh, you never know. And also expanding something like that. We talked about it uh, in, in St. Louis is like fitness industry, you know, getting that data into, into a general public and like, where do you need to, what's your goals and where do you need to work on and how we can put data in your hands that can help you with those goals, you know? So uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. I, I'm really happy that we see so many different paths that we can choose where to develop this business. And, and yeah, we're going to do our best to, to help as many athletes as we can. Awesome, awesome man. bro. Awesome. Very well, cool. thanks so much for coming on here and, uh, congrats on the start of your company and, and all the success you've had already at 24 years old. <laughs> awesome. So awesome. Very, very cool. And uh, so one more time, um, throw. I'm not going to do it. Why don't you throw out your uh, your website and uh, and show her. One more time. Yeah. I think Bags did it pretty well. I think he was. Yeah, you go to athleticstestingdata.com. No, athleticstesting.com. A-T-H-L-E-T-I-X testing.com. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for so much for coming on. Have a good one. Thank you, man.